0: Uh, anyway. Say this with me. Hey, you did good. You were obedient. Good job. Uh, say this with me. The word, works. the word works. Say it again. The Word works. The Word works. The word the word works. works. Amen. Glory to God. It sure does. You're right. You've never spoken a more true thing. Amen. Glory to God. The Word works. We talked about the power of the Word a couple of weeks ago. Last week we talked about how does faith come. If you didn't hear that message, you should probably hear it. It's a good one. And uh, today we're going to talk about the difference between hope and presumption. Uh, a couple of years, or not a couple of years ago, but last year at the southwest believers convention uh keith moore did a teaching uh on and this is how he started it out he said many times uh people that start to operate in faith they get into the place where they realize that i'm believing for some things in other words uh, you know, as a church, we're believing for some things. Uh, we're, we're believing, you know, Nicole and I are believing personally for things in our life, in our family, uh, things that we're believing for. And here's the issue. They are manifesting now. You know, we have received them spiritually. They're manifesting now. But sometimes we even take faith and put faith in a rut. And we can just be believing. And we'll just be believing for a long, 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 long time. Sometimes we're believing on things. Uh, We say we're believing, but we're really not. We're actually going through the motion. You know, sometimes there's a big difference between action and productivity. You know, I know uh, these guys really appreciate Justin took them flying yesterday, and uh, I've already heard how much it blessed them. And, uh, but here's the thing. If you took that plane out on the runway and all you did was kept feeding fuel into it and spinning, the, spinning that engine and, uh, you know, spinning that, what's gonna happen? Well, you're gonna make a lot of noise and there's gonna be a lot of rattling and shaking and a lot of action, but there's not gonna be any production. You know, you'll produce that, that uh, uh, spin, but you're not gonna go anywhere. You know, what good is a Lamborghini that costs a million dollars or $250,000, $500,000 that sounds real loud, but there's no linkage to the wheels that actually produce something? So, a lot of times in faith, we'll be believing, we'll be believing, yeah. we'll be believing, yeah. but we never see it. Yep. And, but we just can't, well, what's going on in you? I'm believing. And then Keith Moore said this. He said, you're believing based on what?" is a question you need to ask. I'm believing based on what? You know, I've watched people say, well, I'm gonna, I've, I've watched people say, I'm going to have this mansion over here. I, I want this mansion over here. I'm going to have that mansion. I'm going to have that house. Okay. I I'll appreciate your stretch and your reach of faith, but based on what? Did God tell you that you were going to have that house? Right. Or are you just making that up? Because right. if you're making it up, it ain't going to happen. Because the word works. Not my word, not if, it, not if the source of it is from me first. My word works if the source of it was God's word first. So Keith Moore asked that question. Based on what? I've found that one of the most dangerous things in the body of Christ for people that are believing is they get in what's called presumption. And we're going to look at that today. They presume things that God hasn't said. They think they're in faith. They're not actually in faith. And let me just, you can write this down. You can put it in the comments if they're watching online. Is uh, faith? is only based on the Word of God. Faith is not faith if God hadn't spoken it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So if it hasn't come by His Word, it's not faith. It's presumption. And so then you're going to be believing on things that God hasn't spoken. Then you'll be mad at God because he didn't bring it through. Well, He had no right to bring it through because he never spoke it. So Keith Moore asked that question. Based on what? I'm believing. Based on what? I've found that most people think that God said things. Then they go their whole life after a goal that God never said. A lot of times it's smaller than that. You know, it's, well, I'm believing God for promotion. And they're God never spoke to them that He was going to promote them in that job. And faith without works is dead. They don't do anything to raise their skill in that job. And you think God is an unjust God that's going, that He's just going to raise you up and you're not going to put any effort into getting better and bringing more value to that company? I'm believing based on what? Because if you're actually believing, you know, if you're, if you're working at a manufacturing plant and uh, you're believing for a promotion, then you're also going to be believing by putting work in action to get better at what you do so that you are promotable. Yeah, amen. And if we don't, then we're in presumption. We're presuming something that God didn't say. God's got to say it. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 55. In verse 11. Say it with me again. The word word works. works. Glory to God. The word word works. works. Say it like this. The word, say say it like this. I'm going to describe how I want you to say it. Say it like this. The passion with which I declare that the word works is the level at which it'll work for you. Mm -hmm. Hear that again. I'm going to ask you to say the word works one more time. But say it like this. The passion and the heart with which I say it is the level at which it'll work for me. Mm -hmm. See, if you don't get passionate about the word, if you don't get passionate about keeping your eye on that valuable thing, And how much it'll work? Then it might work for you, but it'll only be a little bit. It won't be its fullness. So now say it like you mean it, with a passion. Like however I say it is how it's going to work for me. Are you ready? All right. The word works. Glory to God. One more time. The word works. Amen. Amen. I I find it funny. Oh, he was asleep. No, it's just loud. The word works. The word works. It's interesting. Sometimes we'll get in a rhythm and and the preacher, he'll be excited. Glory to God. Look, our preacher's excited today. Amen. (laughs) Amen. He'll say, say it. And the preacher will be going, the word works. The word works. And we're like, the word works. The word works. And we're wondering why it works for the preacher and not for us. Right. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. The word works. Isaiah 55:11. Does the word work? Oh yeah. The word works. So will be my word. So will my word be, which goes forth from my mouth? It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire. And it will not return without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Now I grew up reading the King James and it's hard for me to read this verse, not King James. So put the King James up there. (laughs) So will be my word. It will not return unto me void. But it will accomplish that. Which I set it to do. It will prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. So shall be my word which goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I plead. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. The word works. Say it with me again. The word word. works Works. For for me. Amen. Make it personal. It doesn't just work for the pastor, it works for you. It works for you. (laughs) It works for you, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now let's look at Romans 10, 17. Now the word works, but the question is, and this is what we talked about last week, are you working the word? Are you working the word? Because in order for the word to work, the word's always working. It's always in action. It's always bringing about things. But the question is, have you ever noticed that different Christians have different harvest? Matter of fact, if you go over in the 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 10, it says that you'll be able to increase the harvest of your righteousness. Now any believer that's born again is made the righteousness of God in Christ, That's in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. They're made the righteousness So every believer has righteousness, but inside of that righteousness, there's different harvest for different believers based off of what they do. How do they take the things of God and what do they do with them? You know, yes, it's grace. Yes, it's free. God will give you if you need to do something. In other words, if I'm over here in my walk with God and I need to get over there. Well, if I'm just in this sanctuary, I can say, okay, well, I'll just walk over there. But here's the thing. What I did, I may not have had was the power to get here. See, that's easy for me to walk from point A to point B because I've, I've had food, I have energy in my body, I have the ability to walk. But what if somebody was laying on the deathbed and God said, go from point A to point B? That would be more difficult for them. If God said to do it, though, how would they get there? He, if he said to do it, then do they have the ability... Yeah, why? Because his word works. And when he speaks a word, the provision is in there. So even if they felt like that was very, very hard, provision would be in that word. So when Jesus told Peter, come on the water, provision was in that word. The word worked, and Peter stepped on that word, right? When he said uh, to the disciples when they got in the boat that one time when the storm came up, let us go to the other side. See, they were fearful because they didn't apply faith on his word, but he was not fearful. He was in peace and grace, knowing that when the Father said, let us go to the other side, all power and authority to get to the other side was in the word. The word was working. Just one had a harvest and another didn't. But many times we'll look at something. What about this? What about if I took all the men in here, laid them up here in a pile, and their number one job was to keep me from getting to that other side, right? Well, that would be, for one guy, physically and logically, that would be difficult to get that to the other side. But if God told me to get to the other side, I've got to trust that even though that looks impossible in the flesh, it is possible in the Word of God. His word will not return void. But I've got to trust that he, as I start, as I'm obedient to take action, he will give me whatever it is I need. I give him me. I give him what I have available and in my hands, and God will give the supernatural. And what, you know, he may part them. You know, he may stack bodies up on the side like the Red Sea, and I'll just walk right through. I don't care how he does it, but if he told me to, he'll bring it about. So what happens many times is, we'll get over here, and God will say, go to the other side will see the impossibility and say, certainly God must not have meant that. And that's where the end of the promise is. So this person will not have a harvest because they didn't believe that God would empower them. But if we will sow ourselves in faith to the word of God, God will give you the supernatural strength to get where he said to go. He won't give it to you if he didn't say that. Right. Remember uh, in Acts? <laughs> you remember in Acts, uh, these, these guys, uh, a few guys, the seven sons of Skeva. you know? Right. They, they started hearing the message and they thought they were walking in authority. And they, they assumed, they presumed they were on a level that they weren't at. And all of a sudden, you know, there was this demon-possessed uh, one guy, this one demon-possessed guy. And all of a sudden, they go in, the seven sons of Sceva. And, and you know, you, basically, they try to cast out this devil. and uh, But, you know, something along the lines of like this, you know. Um, I cast you out by Jesus whom Paul preaches or something along those lines. And the devil was over here like <laughs> Jesus I know, Peter I know, Paul I know. Who are you? <laughs> You're in presumption. Yeah. Now these got now you got to give them credit for trying. How many other people were walking up to devils? I mean, have you ever dealt with a the devil? They don't always look pretty. They don't always look like, you know, I mean, one time me, I had a guy uh, and me, and he was almost two times my size, and a 13 year-old girl with the devil. She was lifting us both up off the ground. They strong sometimes. Well, that one devil whipped all seven of them, stripped them out, they went ran out naked. Yeah, you know. Why? Because they weren't working the word. They were working their presumption. They thought they were at a place and they thought they had a word from God. A lot of times Christians get in trouble presuming things without actually having a word from God. Now that doesn't mean... See, he's told every believer, he's told every believer, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, preach the gospel. He's already given us that. Uh, So we can do it. The question is... Are you given to the word that you're actually believing by the word? Are you believing by something you heard preached? Is it head knowledge or do you have it here? Most of the time in the walk of faith, um, what what we'll find is we'll come to the place where we finally realize that faith is the way to go. That faith in God, of course, uh, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please Him. But what will happen is we'll get to the place where we agree with it wholeheartedly in our head. We'll amen it, we'll shout it, we'll hallelujah it. We might even give out glory to God. We'll believe in faith. But the thing is, we haven't gotten it in our core yet. We amen it, we know it'll work. See, a lot of times we'll know that healing is the will of God. That he'll, he wants to heal all. He's willing to heal all. It is God's will to heal. And we know it, we amen it, but we hadn't gotten it here yet, and then we go to try and apply it and doesn't work. And now we get mad at God because it didn't work. We just, it says, the word tells us very clearly, when we're working faith, it says, confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. So I can confess it with my mouth all day long, but if I don't connect it to faith in my heart, in the core of who I am. See, a lot of times we're sitting there and we're speaking the words, but we're going, golly, I really hope this works. I really hope this works. I really hope this works. I was telling Phil yesterday, I've had this happen many times, and um, where a rhema word of God comes to me right in the middle of ministering. I've never seen this not work. All of a sudden I'll be ministering and many times the Lord will say out of relationship with him and flowing in the Holy Ghost, the Lord will say to me a word and uh, he'll, he'll say to me a word of something he's about to do and, and I'll be watching kind of, if I could, watching those words go out there and thinking, why did I say that? You know, oh my goodness. Like we were talking yesterday about, you know, last year at Boomfest. That day, Kevin gets healed of fibromyalgia just like that. No more sickness, no more medicine. Had it for years. Energy level back, all that stuff. Great testimony. Well, then we went out to Pizza Hut. So glad y'all went that day. She was having pain in, in her back. And uh, Phil was having pain because he hadn't, he hadn't seen or felt the power of God. He'd seen what people said, it, but he ain't failed it yet. And he really wanted to know God's power was true. Yes. Brand new to the church and everything. And uh, we were at Pizza Hut. And, and this is what happened. Uh, she said, I'm just really having, I could tell she was restless. We got to talking about it. She said, I'm just having back pain in somewhere back here. And uh, I, I, I heard this come out. I'm just flowing in intimacy with the Holy Ghost. That's how we're supposed to live all the time. All of a sudden, I heard these words come out of my mouth. Phil, put your hand on her back right there. And when we pray, you're going to feel it. Now, he'd gone months trying to feel the power of God. And now in Pizza Hut, he's going to feel it. <laughs> you're going to feel it. And I, and I was thinking... I've felt it multiple times already then when he didn't feel it. And all of a sudden he's going to feel it in Pizza Hut. And I thought, if I could take those words back, I might would do it. But here's what I knew. In my core of my being, I knew that was true. Now my brain, even in that moment, my brain was going, really? You know? But my heart was going, it's gonna happen. He put his hand, he put his hand on her back. I put my hand over his and I think I held it off. Just just so that you wouldn't feel my physical touch. I held it, if I remember correctly. Am I is that right? Yeah. Go ahead. You laid your hand on mine to Yeah. Amen. So I put it on there, and then I moved it off so he could feel it wasn't just my hand that was working. And so basically, hold your hand up. So I put it like this, and then I pulled it off like that. And that anointing was flowing through, through his hand in her, and she was healed instantly. Instantly. Now, why is that? Because it came out of my spirit, out of the core of who I am. It wasn't just in my head. Matter of fact, my head was having a little bit of trouble with it. But my heart was believing it. And then he felt it. She got healed. And he said, doggone, this thing's real. (laughs) I don't know if that's an exact quote, but I know that's how he felt. (laughs) Doggone, this thing's real. And from that moment, things went up to another level. You know, y'all remember the day Harley was sitting right there. I was walking by the front row. We were at the end of the service. I thought we were wrapping up. He had walked in. He was having so much pain in his feet that day. I mean, he was like in tears. And I walked right here and, and it came out of my spirit. And it came out of my spirit and I said, I said, stand up right now, God's gonna heal you. And I remember thinking, Well oh, hallelujah. Like, I wasn't even expecting to say that, right? He stands up on his feet. I, I lay hands on him. All of a sudden, the big crocodile tears start running down his face. He gets healed instantly. He starts running around the building. He, I mean, he first starts walking. He's like, glory to God. He, and he gets healed instantly. Just like that. Why? Now, here's the issue. Why did it work? Because I'd spent time with the Word and I let it, you know, kind of pepper my corrupted flesh and my corrupted thinking, you know, like a boxer will pepper on that bag he's training on. Hey, Lord, work out anything in me that's not believing of of that Word. And I'd done that for a period of time that my core, the the mindset, I broke down the corrupted, unfaithful strongholds and I built a new stronghold of faith Based off of the word. And when I'm in tune with the Holy Ghost and walking like that. Then all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will communicate to my spirit like it says in Romans 8. He'll say a word and it'll happen just like that. Now who does he want to operate through like that? All of us. Every believer. Everyone. But we've got to get it where we don't just agree with it in our head. It becomes that's who we are. Faith will work when it's the Word of God and we believe in our heart. And that's who we are. Yeah. And if, it, if you prayed something and it didn't work, it either wasn't the Word of God or we weren't in faith. Many people. And then you hear people, well, I know such and such and they were in faith. You don't know that, not one bit. Not one bit. You don't know that. I've watched a lot of people be in faith but then all of a sudden they have a weak moment and they drop that faith and they lose it. Yeah. They lose it. They, they didn't give it. Most of the time you'll find when those, uh, actually I was talking to uh, Brother Tracy Harris last night. He's coming real soon, by the way. We're figuring out may, probably before the end of the month. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Amen. And then also Richard Moore is coming in November, I believe it is. We're figuring out those dates now. Talking about some awesome meetings we're about to have. Amen. But I was talking to him and we were talking about uh, people uh, believe in God. And uh, they, he was telling me the story about something that had just happened. He said, he said a person, they were talking about coronavirus and they ended up catching coronavirus. Somebody that he knew. And, and he was talking to them trying to figure out how that happened. And uh, the person said this. They said, you know what? He said, here's what happened. The person said... I probably already have it, had it, so I'm immune, because they had been sick at the beginning of the year, so I'm immune, and they said what happened, what they figured out what happened was this. They said, I thought I was immune, so I just let go of my faith. Now they, they probably thought they were being in faith by saying that, but what they did was they turned from a spiritual protection to just a logical protection, and all of a sudden there it was. And then they came down with it. They're going, why in the world did I catch this? I'm a child of God. Jesus is not sick. They're, they know all these things in their head. But in that moment, a faithful person, they just, they learned something. They missed, they missed this piece. Praise God he's merciful. Praise God he's merciful. Praise God he's merciful. We were talking about that on Friday night. But we've got to learn that the Word works, but we've got to learn how to work the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word, and not every Christian has the same harvest. I can tell you, if you get under a minister that is preaching the faith, the hope, and the love of God, and he is imparting faith, hope, and love, you're going to walk at a different level. You're going to walk at a different level. In other words, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word preached is the context and what they're preaching is important. You realize that you could take, uh, let's say that I could clone myself and this this original can have faith inside of them but the clone can't have it. Let's say that me and my clone could get up and preach the exact same message, right? Right? Same tone, same inflections in our voice, everything, you know, the same silly, nerdy stuff. We do all that stuff the same, right? When I do this, he would do that too. But he can't have faith. Listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God preached. Now is faith a physical substance or a spiritual substance? So what's being transferred, logic or spiritual? It's spiritual. It's a spiritual impartation, not a logical impartation. That's right. It's a spiritual impartation, not a logical impartation. So I can get up here all day long and give you all the logic, but it's not going to help you like it will if I'm actually carrying something and I can give it to you spiritually. Faith is a spiritual impartation and a spiritual substance. In other words, where you go to church and who you listen to preaching matters. You need to see people that see fruit. That see the healing of God, win souls, make disciples, supernatural power, miracles, healing. You need to see supernatural revelation. You know, you don't just need somebody who's reading over the same stuff or gets their messages from the web or their district sent in the messages and the whole region is on the same thing all the time. That can work, you know, a little bit, but listen, it's like when we got up here this morning and Nicole and I started talking about get your eyes off of people. Guess what that is? That's maintenance that needed to happen this morning. A lot of people want a church that looks pretty and never does any maintenance. They don't want to see the grease that it takes to make the car run. Listen, that ain't church. That's not church. There's got to be some maintenance sometime. And guess what? I hate taking my car and leaving it at the mechanics, because I'm unproductive. But if I don't take it to the car, I ain't going to have one. If I don't take it to the mechanic, I'm not going to have one. I proved that before when I didn't get my car roll. I didn't maintain it. It blew up. That was a very costly lesson that I learned early in my life. I thought I could push it. And I did. And it worked for a little while. And then it didn't. And then it had a hole that oil, I put more oil in it, just ran right through onto the ground. It needed maintenance. We're people, we need maintenance. Pastoring is maintenance. (coughs) And I hate maintenance. But I love pastoring. That's how you know it's God. (laughs) That's how you know it's God. Nicole can tell you how much I hate maintenance. I can't stand it. But when it comes to people, I can can deal with people all day long. Straight maintenance. Why? It's a gift. It's a grace of God. Yeah. But here's the thing. You need a pastor that's walking in things. You need ministers that come around you. It's why, you know, Brother Tracy and Brother Richard Moore. It's why we have them. These guys are moving in stuff. These guys are moving in things. You need somebody moving in something. Dr. Rodney, moving in something. Carrying a power. Not just talking about it. Why? Because when you preach, there's a spiritual impartation. Now listen to this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not everybody has the same harvest. Part of the reason they don't have the same harvest of the word working in their life is because they're not listening to preachers that actually believe what they're preaching. It's just words. I've watched... And and here's another thing. Let Let me share something with you. It's an amazing thing when a minister cannot be in faith and they step up on this pulpit and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost flows... And faith comes to the people. And then they step off of this pulpit and they're right back to not believing in healing, right back to not believing in prosperity, right back to... i watch ministers do that all the time. Now, why would God anoint that? Because He's merciful to people. He loves people. A lot of times... And here's what many ministers have done. They've walked up here and they've... they've come under the anointing, the corporate anointing for people, and then they think, look at my anointing. (laughs) Look at my anointing. That's not your anointing, that's the anointing for the people. That's why a lot of preachers always want to be in front of people because they're not carrying anointing throughout the week. That's the only time they feel it. They're not in the fellowship of God. I'm laying some stuff out this morning. I, I hope you're okay with it. If this side doesn't amen, I'll go preach to that side. <laughs> but we need maintenance. We need, a, we need a preacher that tells us the way it is. That doesn't mean, you know, some, some preachers take that to the extreme. They're always beating people up. No. That's wrong too. No, the Word works, but we've got to work the Word. We've got to sit where the Word is being preached and where there's a spiritual impartation so that we walk in the same power. See, a lot of, a lot of ministers will want to carry all of the power themselves and they want to be the person that always comes through. If that happens here, I am highly disappointed and I've failed as a pastor. I want to see... You pr- praying for somebody. I want to see you praying for somebody and they getting healed. I want to see you praying for somebody, leading them to the Lord, making disciples, healing the sick, raising the dead. I want to see you praying, Amen. casting out devils. Every one of you. Well, I just got here today. You're here now. You're included. You're included. Things should change around you. Things are changing around you. Why? Because you are a child of God carrying His glory. It's not just about you and I having our life go well. There's an overflow. That's what Nicole was talking about. We're, We're designed to live in an overflow. An overflow of glory, an overflow of anointing, an overflow of finances, an overflow of peace, an overflow of health. We're designed to live in the overflow. We're designed for it. But in order to live in the overflow, we got to have a harvest. And in order to have a harvest, we must do the things that God asks us to do. And even if we don't feel like we're up to it, He wouldn't ask us if He wouldn't have empowered us to get there. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the grace. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. One of the reasons why the Word hasn't been working is because we haven't been sitting under faith preaching. But now, let's turn to Hebrews 11, and let's go to verse 1. Our, yeah, Hebrews 11, verse 1. What is our faith in? What is our faith in? In other words, for faith to work, we got to know what it actually is in. I want you to prepare back there that uh, the triangle that has faith, hope, and love, and just be ready with it. So... Uh, In the King James, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things, say it with me, hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now I just want you to see this. So another word for substance is faith is the support. Faith supports what? The things hoped for. So one of the ways that the Lord gave me uh, to see this was a while back. I want you to take a look at this wall over here. Are you actually seeing the wall? If you look right there, are you seeing the wall? Well, sort of. What you're seeing is actually the veneer of the wall. If What you're seeing is a layer of paint. Let me ask you this. Would that layer of paint stand on its own? No, it'd fall to the ground. What does that layer of paint need? It needs to be attached to the drywall, which is attached to the frame, attached to the support. So faith is that invisible thing uh, that's many times not seen, but it will uphold the things that we can see. Hope, the things, watch this, it is the substance or the support of things hoped for. Hoped for. Remember what Keith Moore asked? I'm believing. Based on what? In other words, I'm believing what? The thing that we're to believe for are the things hoped for. Now hope in the Bible is a joyful, confident expectation. A joy, a confidence, an expectation. What would we have hope in? We would have hope in the character and nature of God... And we would have hope in any promise that he lays out. So when he says, I'm the Lord that healeth thee, that's a promise from God. If we believe his promise, joy will come, confidence will come, and expectation will come. And then we will put faith in that promise and faith will then bring that into manifestation. So for the word to work, we have to work the word with our faith. But we have to understand we have to have a word, a character, a nature of God that we're standing on. We can't just make something up. So let me show you this uh, little graphic here. Many times people think that they're in faith, but they don't understand the mechanics between faith, hope, and love. And so they might be in faith, but they're not in love. Or they might be in faith, but they're not in hope. You have to have all three to bring a manifestation about. Let's put that graphic up there. Do you have it? There you go. So faith is the substance or the support of things hoped for. But don't we know that in Corinthians it says faith worketh by love. love." In other words, without love, your faith doesn't work. And love says, uh, if you keep my commandments, you love me, right? Jesus said that. In other words, i got to hear from God what he wants to be operating in love. And then I've got to put faith on the promise on what God has spoken in order for this to work. If I remove any one of those, if I have hope. You know, I've watched people be in joy, confidence, God's about to bring it. But they don't apply any faith, it won't manifest. If I have faith and hope, but I don't, I'm not moving in love, it says if you don't move in love, in 1 Corinthians 13, 3, it profits you nothing. Right? There's no profit, there's no manifestation. The Word works, but we have to work the Word. The key that I want you to see today is the difference between hope and presumption. So a lot of times we presume that God wants to do something, but we've got no word on it. And maybe God actually wants to do that. But he's told us, put our eyes on that word, incline our ear, put it in our heart, put it in our mouth. He says, put this word in your eyes. Uh, Brother Copeland, you know, he has a great testimony about this. Uh, Brother Copeland had a situation one time where he was believing God for healing. And he had gone a long time and it wasn't manifest. Well, he's known as a man of faith. Certainly he can receive this, you know. He said, Lord, what's going on? There's a disconnect here. There's a disconnect. Something's not right. And he said, don't you know the scripture where he said, I said, let not your eyes depart from my word. And he said he realized. Now, I want you to see something. He he's been walking with the Lord a long time. His faith is highly developed, and the small things he does makes a big difference in that way. You know, if you're just coming into the kingdom, you, you don't have all those things developed, and God's not holding you accountable for all the whole book that you haven't even read yet. He's merciful and he's graceful. He'll work with us. But don't, you know, don't confuse uh, His mercy with what we think is our faith, (laughs) he's merciful. If he wasn't merciful, we'd be in a heap of trouble. But he said, Lord, what's the deal here? Why am I not getting healed? He said, you're actually quoting the scriptures from memory. You're listening to them. He said, but I told you don't let them depart from your sight. He said, I knew immediately I need to go get the Bible, pull the scripture out and actually look at it and read it and put it in front of my eyes, not just quote it from memory. I needed it fresh input through my eyes. He said, I did that, and immediately the healing came. So a lot of times, listen, the word works. Now, see, a lot of times I think that people would get to the place where it's like, man, that's a lot of stuff to remember. God's merciful. Just listen to him. He'll show you. But the key is, are we going to him and saying, you know, Lord, this isn't working. What am I missing? I know it's not you that's not working. It, it. It's humility that says, what is it? Because if we'll be humble and hungry, say, Lord, what is it that I'm missing? Something's off. Brother, Brother Hagin used to talk about this when he had bad leading. He said, it'd feel like washing my feet with my socks on. <clears throat> Ever feel like life's that way sometimes? Like, this is just not right. This is just not right. I, something's, just, you know, this is wrong, you know. If I ever, uh, like, if I got to give the dog a bath and uh, I get in there with, like, my swim trunks on in the shower, you know, it just feels wrong. It just ain't right. It just feels wrong. It's like, wait a minute, this is not how this is supposed to feel. You know, it just feels wrong taking a shower with my swim trunks on. It just doesn't feel right. You know, same thing, you know, this is how, if life feels that way, we need to back up and say, Lord, I know you're not missing it. Your word's working. Where is it? And God is so graceful and he's so merciful. And he'll, he'll take you right to that place. He'll speak to you. He'll speak to you. The question is, are we humbling ourselves? If we'll humble ourselves, submit ourselves to God, he is faithful. He, and He says he'll give us grace and greater grace. Supernatural empowerment to step right through that. The word works. But we need to know, listen, what does faith work on? Hope. It supports hope, it brings the things hoped for into being. So when you see a promise in the word, or God speaks to you a word uh, through his spirit, that's that's strong too. Now, let me just say anything he speaks to you in, in the spirit should line up with this word. If it doesn't line up with this word, it's not God. It's not God. And this is a good, good uh, place to have a pastor that actually has been living by this for some time to take what you think you hear and just confirm it, right? Confirm it. They're not to hear, hear for you all the time, but they can by experience and the leading of God and an anointing as a covering of protection in your life. They can help confirm those things and then you don't miss it. A lot, of, a lot of times people when they first start getting up and knowing a little little bit about God, they just assume that the things that they hear from God, they shoot off on the tangent and then that years, they waste years on something that God never said. Make sure God said it. He's only held accountable to back the word that he says, not the one we make up. What Based on what? We're believing. Based on what? Based on what? Faith supports the things, the promises that God has said. His character, His nature. He's a Savior. He, faith will back His saving of you. He's a healer. Faith will back His healing of you, right? He's a, he's a restore. Faith will back Him restoring you. Why? Because that's his character and nature, and you have promises in the word that he'll do that. Whatever he says will work if we'll apply faith to that. Alright? Now let's look at this. What is presumption? Well, go to Deuteronomy seventeen, thirteen. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 17, 13. You get an idea of it right here. He says, Then all the people will hear and be afraid and will not act presumptuously again. And right here, this word right here shows us that the people did the wrong thing and they started and they acted in rebellion. What he's saying is, right here, they've made a course correction. Because they were in presumption, it was a form of rebellion against what God said, and now they've heard, they've corrected course, and they're going to hear and not act that way again. What had they done? They had acted, and they had basically said, Lord, what you say isn't important, what I think is what needs to happen. They're presuming. In other words, they're, they're presuming... Something that God didn't say. Faith is not faith unless it's based on the word of God or his character and nature. They rebelled against that. Go to 1 Samuel 1523. 1 Samuel 15 23. We'll start in uh, twenty two. Now many of you know this story, many of you know this story, but uh, uh, Samuel was the prophet and he had anointed Saul to be the king. Then he gave Saul a very specific instruction, but Saul did not follow that instruction. He came up with an idea on his own. He came up with an idea on his own. Hear that. He came up with an idea on his own. And then he even thought that his idea would be godly. It ended up, what he was trying to do was give an offering. He was trying to give an offering, but he was trying to give an offering God didn't say to give. And in order to give the offering, he pulled from something that wasn't his to determine what what happened with it. And then in verse 22, it makes this famous statement. And it says to obey is better than sacrifice. In other words, I wasn't asking for a sacrifice, Saul. I was asking for your obedience, which he's always asking for. One thing that I'll I'll just throw in here uh, when you sacrifice something, it's gone, There's there's no return. But when you obediently sow something, it's planted. And it can have multi- multiplication. That is one of the reasons why it's better to obey than to sacrifice, because God wants you to have a harvest. He wants you to increase. But if we just sacrifice something, in other words, we do something that's not at the leading of God, that's not at the Word of God, then it's just gone. But if we'll obey, there's a sowing, and that means there's a harvest. I want a harvest. How about you? You want to harvest? Amen. Then we got to hear. From. How can you obey? Unless you hear. He says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Anybody want to eat the good of the land? Amen. Really? Are you sure? Yes, sir. Anybody want to eat the good of the land? Amen. Anybody want to eat the good of the land? Yeah. The good, of the land? Yeah. good. It's really difficult to run with your hands like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to eat the good of the land? Yes, sir. Then what do we have to do? We have to be willing and obedient. So we, we say, Lord, I want to do that. We get to the place. You know, sometimes he'll ask you to give something. You're like, Ooh, Lord, I'm going to obey, but I don't want to do that right now. You've got to be willing and obedient. He says, you will eat the good of the land. But let, let's just focus on the obey part. How can you obey something you haven't heard? How important then is it for us to get our relationship where it needs to be? And how important is it for us to figure out what he said? See, Saul, he gave Saul a command, King Saul. He gave King Saul a command, but he didn't listen. Even though he heard it, he didn't listen and he didn't obey. This cost him his kingship. And look at the next verse in verse uh, 23. Most, Most of you have heard it like this. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. In a modern translation, it'll say rebellion is as the sin of divination. Divination simply means to discern from a source other than God. Rebellion... Is what presumption is. In other words, do you realize you can be trying to believe. See, Saul was trying to give God an offering. That doesn't sound bad. But he disobeyed. He was in a rebellion and he couldn't even see it. He was, he was so deceived by it. He was in rebellion he couldn't even see it. Can I tell you how many times I've seen this in the church over the last 20 years? People are trying to do what they think is right. I've watched people divide and split churches thinking they're doing the right thing. They split a church up and then be dead five years later. They thought they were, they actually thought they were doing God a favor, but they didn't realize the source of what was actually pushing them and driving them that took a, just like the devil in the garden took a little bit of good and a little bit of a lie, blended them together, and before you knew it, but a lack of, of obedience and a lack of humility yeah. drove them to push something and divided the people of God. God doesn't take that lightly. Yeah. You're hurting his people that he died for, that he loves so very much. That's why it's so important for us that humility will save you a lot of trouble. Humility will save you a lot of trouble. And that's why it's so important to come, you know, come to a spiritual leader quickly. Don't just get an idea God said this to you and then go run with it for 20 years. Because what if you're wrong? If you're right, that's good. But let me tell you, when we're, most people don't get it right most of the time. I, I promise you that. I've been watching this directly. Most people don't get it right most of the time. And that's why we want to have confirmation. Confirmation. That's why we want to reach out. I think I heard this from the Lord. Well, that's good. And I want you to be obedient to whatever He said, but I don't want you to be obedient to what He didn't say. That's rebellion. And He says, that's like the sin of witchcraft. That's like the sin of divination, pulling from a source that's not God. And then He, watch this, He says, and insubordination, the next part of that verse, and insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. Anybody here want to worship a false idol? But yet insubordination means to push beyond what God has said. So rebellion draws from another source and insubordination pushes beyond. And watch, this, listen, see, when I say don't be in presumption, that doesn't sound very dangerous. But how dangerous do these verses sound? Sounds pretty dangerous. Do you realize that when we get in presumption trying to believe something that God didn't say, we're right here in this verse. We're right in rebellion and insubordination. It's iniquity, idolatry, and witchcraft. Now, does that, does that sober us up a little bit? Y'all got quiet? I heard some ums. I, I heard it hit your spirit. It hit your spirit and you had a physical manifestation. (laughs) But when we presume something, all right, this is very important to understand. Why? Because the church has lived in presumption many times and didn't even know it. If what you're believing on is not the word of God, it's not faith in God. It's not faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Faith always and only believes in the life-giving Word of God. Faith always and only believes in the life-giving Word of God. What are some things that we can be in presumption over? Again, let me equate it to this. What are some things that we can be in rebellion, witchcraft, and insubordination, iniquity, and idolatry because that's where presumption will take you even though it seems like it's small where are some areas that we could be think about this if I'm operating in rebellion to God and I'm operating in witchcraft or divination and I'm operating in insubordination, iniquity, and idolatry how's my life going to be? not too good what was the Billy Bob? Uh, what was the show, the radio show? They had uh, the guy come on there. He'd say, "How's that going for you? Not too good. Not too good." Y'all, anybody remember that show? John Boy and Billy. Yeah, huh? Yeah, but there was a character on there. How's that going for you? Mad Mac, Yeah, not too good. That's what happens. See, a lot of times people's whole life is being upset. Because the word works and they think they're doing what God wants and they're in rebellion and insubordination and their whole life is just not going too good. They're trying to wash their feet with their socks on and they if they just back up and get humble they could find the issue. But many people, I don't want y'all to live like that. You're not called to live like that. I'm talking to a group of people that should never feel these things. That should never walk in because now you know. You know the difference. So what are some ways that we can be in presumption and, and not be in faith? Well, the first thing we talked about a lot. What if it's something that's not promised? You know, what if, let, Let's just say that uh, what's, your, what's your favorite car or truck? What would, if money was no object, what one would you buy? 1971 Dodge Challenger. 1971 Dodge Challenger. Vanishing. Huh? Vanishing point. Vanishing point. Amen. 1971 Dodge Challenger. Just like that, you'd buy it with no problem if you had all the money and you had okay from the Lord. And what if he decides one day, you know, God is a giving God. I really, he loves me. He loves me. He wants me to have that 1971 Dodge Challenger. I'm going to believe him for that 1971 Dodge Challenger. I'm going to believe him for it. Now, here's the thing. He hadn't heard from God on it. He hadn't heard from the Lord on it. Now, he can have a... See, he can ask God for it. That's okay. But when he starts trying to put faith on something that God didn't say, you're stepping over into presumption. God never promised that. Now, if he promised you, if, if all of a sudden uh, he, he gave a word and he said, I'm going to give you a 1971 Dodge Challenger," then all, now you've got a word. You've got a word from the Lord. You can put faith on that. And you should be in joy, hope, confidence, expectation. You should be there because God said it. But if he didn't, then you can easily step over thinking you're being faithful. Well, I'm being faithful. I'm believing God. He's a good God. He loves me. He wants me to have good things. I'm believing God for it. But he didn't say it. Now, all he's got to do, the only difference he's got to make is, all right, I'm not going to put faith on something God didn't say, but I am going to ask him for it. Lord, can I have that? Well, if God comes back and says, yes, which he probably would, now you can believe for it. But if he hasn't, You can move over into presumption. All right, now, see, the Lord will give you all things richly to enjoy. All things richly to enjoy. He wants to bless you. A lot of times, things you don't even know you'll enjoy, he'll get them in your life. He'll pour them out in your life. I didn't even know I liked that, but I do. I didn't even know I would enjoy that, but I really do. You've heard the story about the car I had one time. You know, I went to go buy the blue car. It was very conservative. They sold the blue car. Silly person got my car. They only had a red car left. I didn't want the red car as much as I wanted the blue car. But I'd done gone through all the work. I wasn't going to change it now. Lord, okay, I'll take the red car. Five years later, I'm driving down the road going, God, I praise you. I have enjoyed this red car. Simply because of the color. You knew I would like this, and I had no idea. God wants to give you richly all things to enjoy. That's who he is. But we don't just reach out there and put presumption on something just because we like it. We can ask him for it, but don't try to bring it into being. What we're doing is we're pushing beyond what he said. We're being insubordinate. We're being insubordinate, okay? What's another thing that people presume? The timing of things. Well, Lord, I want a church with a thousand people in it, and I want it when we're five years old. (coughs) Whoops, we're 11. (laughs) Whoops, I didn't do that, but I I thought about it. Well, I, I want a promotion, and I want it by September. Well, who's telling who? Who's telling who? Can you, you see now how rebellion sneaks in there? Who's telling who? Who's telling who? All of a sudden, we, we get a timing and we think, see, watch this. Well, Lord, I'm believing you to pay this bill and it's got to be paid by the 31st. 31st comes around, it's not paid. Well, Lord, I thought you were my provider. Well, who's to say on the 1st he can't give you the bill and all the other fees with it plus some and enough for the tithe and an offering? I needed to pay $1,000 on the 31st. I don't have it. Well, who's to say he won't give you 2000 on the 1st? Did a date on the calendar tell you to drop your faith and you listened? Right. So we'll be in presumption over timing and now we, we, we let... Something God didn't say, God didn't say He was going to give it to you necessarily on the 31st, but He did say He'll provide. There's the difference between the two. But if we start to presume timing, can you see how that would mess with your faith? Well, God let me down. No, God, the Word was working. The Word works. The Word works. Yes. And See, when we start to get a hold of some of these things, we'll step out of rebellion into humility and into grace. And then grace will work in our lives. We'll step into these places. How about things outside of your authority? Well, I sure wish Kevin would do things this way. Lord, make him do things this way. (laughs) What am I doing? I'm pushing beyond what God said I could do. Right? Manipulation. I'm moving into witchcraft. All of a sudden, what's going to be happening in my life? I'm going to have the wrong harvest. God didn't give me authority like that. Now, as a pastor, I have some. But let's say Paul wanted to make that happen to, to Kevin. He doesn't have the authority to do that. <laughs> he doesn't have that authority. Lord, make my wife, you know, make me this kind of meal every night. I don't, uh, I don't have that authority to pray that. She's not a robot. Like he's going to be like, do this. Eh, okay, I'm going to go make him this and lasagna and spaghetti and everything with red sauce and cheese. <laughs> 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 That's not how God does it. That's not how God does it. He doesn't make robots. He opens up a choice to you. He'll sh- if she's messed up, he'll say... He'll open it up so she can see it. And he'll give her strength to be able to make the right choice. But for me to sit back and supersede my authority and tell God to make her do this, I'm in presumption. It's not going to work. My faith is going to be affected because I think God's, God's supposed to do that. But he never said he'd do that. Anything, if we're believing on anything that was founded in our flesh, Founded in our flesh. It's presumption. Or well, is, that, is that what God told you or is that just what you want? And if you want it, did he tell you you could have it? Or are you just making that up? Right. I'm believing. Based on what? Based on what? Things people presume. Anything that's not promised or declared. Let's go to this last verse. Romans 15. Verse 17 through 19. (laughs) Nicole just texted me and said, I promise I will make you spaghetti. (laughs) I love you. You're my favorite. (laughs) Romans 15. 17 through 19. But what happens? What happens now? Hear this. What happens when we put faith on the things hoped for. What happens when we put faith on the Word of God? What happens when we put faith on things God said? We didn't presume. God spoke it. His Word will not return void. It will accomplish everything it was sent to do. All of a sudden, His Word starts working in my life better than it ever has before because I'm putting faith on what He said. Because he's not a God that he can lie. His arm's not short. He's not a Tyrannosaurus God. His arm is long enough to reach us. I thought that was really funny. Tyrannosaurus, you know, big head, little arm. (laughs) He's not a Tyrannosaurus God. He can move in your life wherever it needs to be. Wherever it needs to be. He's not lacking power. He's not lacking riches. What he's been lacking has been people that will put faith on his word. But when a people say, Lord, I see you. I see you. I see Your goodness. I see Your power. I see Your promises to me to be healed and whole, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And I'm not going to put faith on presumption. I'm not going to make up my own words. But Lord, whatever You say, it will come to pass in my life. He gets a hold of those people. He said, the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for someone whose heart is pure towards him. In other words, not in presumption, but somebody who says, Lord, whatever you say, it's going to happen. And he said, he's looking so that he might show himself strong on their behalf. He's looking. Is that going to be you? If if you're going to be the one, He shows Himself strong on your behalf. If you're going to be the one, let me hear you shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah. It's going to be you! It's going to be you! That's the God that we have. Romans 15. Amen. Amen. 17. Therefore in Christ Jesus, I have found reason for boasting... In things pertaining to God. I've not found reason for boasting in my presumptions or in what I thought he would do. No, I've found reason for boasting in him. Do you realize God is his word? And if I'm not putting faith in his word, then I'm really putting faith in things that are not God. But if I put faith in God, is he going to stand? Is he going to be strong? Is it going to come to pass? Yeah, it's going to come to pass just like he'll heal, just like the anointing will flow. It's going to come to pass. Verse 18, for I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed. In other words, I'm not going to put on presumption. I'm not going to pre- presume anything but what God says, who God is, and when we do this all of a sudden, obedience will pour out of us. It'll pour out of the people around us. What happens when the people of God start to get obedient? All of a the sudden they step into the blessing. What happens when the people of God step into the blessing? The glory and the light starts to solve the darkness. It's It starts to bring about a preserving factor of the salt of the body of Christ. It starts to witness to the world how good God is. Romans 12 1 and 2. You don't have to go there but it, it says this. When I will transform my mind I'll allow my mind to be transformed by the word of God. I'll prove that God is good. And His will is good. His will is perfect. And His will is worthy of accepting. His will is worthy of accepting. Verse 19. He says, look, or verse 18, go back there. For I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed, in the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and roundabout, as far as Illyricum, I have fully preached. The gospel, the good news of Christ. See, when we believe not in presumption, but we believe on the word of God, our life starts to preach. Our life starts to prove the will of God. And you know, if it's proven the will of God, that means it's showing me the goodness of God in your life. You know, every one of us if your life is a proof of God's goodness that means you've got promises that have manifested in your life healing has manifested wholeness has manifested restoration has manifested you have these things they're manifesting we're not talking about them anymore we're seeing them how many people want to see these things in their life then we've got to say Lord I'm not going to move in presumption but I will move at your word because your word is working in me. Yes. It's working. Yes. It's bringing about provision, abundance in every area, healing, finances, social, mental, all of that is overflowing with your goodness because your word is working. Yes. Glory to God. Father, we receive that today. Just close your eyes. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mahakotovre. Tana Things are changing today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for bringing about your goodwill in our lives today. Thank you, Father, for bringing about power and signs and wonders for our life to prove it. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Glory to God. Lord, our lives are not going to be stagnant. They're not going to have a lack of fruit in our lives. Our lives are going to be fruitful in Jesus' name. Our lives are going to be fruitful because the Word works and it's working in us. We're not going to be in presumption. Father, we we give ourselves. Just pray this out loud with me right now. Lord, I give myself humbly to you and to your word. I will not step in rebellion or insubordination or presumption, but I will hear clearly because I'm your child. Every word that you speak to me and I will be obedient to it and willing and I will eat. The good, of the, land. the good of the land in Jesus name, in Jesus name. ha ha y-